Hello and welcome to episode 662 of The Sleeper and the Bust. It is Monday, March 25th. I'm your host, Paul Spore, and I am joined by Justin Mason. Justin, we're days away from, from the true opening day. Listen, I liked my little fix of the Japan Series games. It was some real baseball that counted. It was great to kind of get in the groove of it, even though it ruined my sleep schedule. But opening day is in four days. Dude, I, I'm here for a 2.30 in the morning game every day. I, oh. like, I, like, I'm totally I'm, – I was awake. I was at work. I was enjoying myself. It was uh, – yeah, give me 2.30 in the morning uh, baseball every day. Well, the problem was I, you know, I don't sleep during the day. Like, I just I wasn't gonna have time to sleep. So I don't I, sleep I, I during the day anyway. So like, what's the you difference don't sleep, for me? Period. Yeah, that's like, true. Like, put you a don't... team in Japan, like, and you'll be their biggest fan. Like the Japan division. It just, uh, I'll the Ray the Rays need a new stadium. Go to Japan. The Expos want a team again. Go to Japan. Like, just put them all there so I can get middle of the night baseball, and you can all feel my pain. Maybe you should be an NPB fan, perhaps. That's Maybe you should just be a fan of of that uh, of that league. Uh, but anyway, we're talking we're talking some news and notes here, and then you know for a little main topic, just a quick little hitter on assessing some of the buzzless top hundreds. Just a few guys that I was kind of thinking about. I was like, you know, folks aren't really taking a major stance on them one way or the other certainly not on the high end I, I think the high end is usually where the buzz lies as opposed to really pushing off of guys uh, and i just want to get your thoughts on them obviously a lot of drafts are done there's going to be a few more i got my main still coming up on wednesday so it's not like nobody's drafting but there's not a lot of draft stuff that i think would would be as widely applicable so let's just talk about some players well, only um, that and- like i don't know if you saw the main event boards from this last weekend I saw I saw just uh, Jeff Erickson's. Oh, you should you should go and check out some of the other ones on Twitter. Like, go check out some of Vlad Sedler posted a few of them. Um, my my guy from Friends of Fantasy Benefits, Colin uh, Weatherwax, he had his. What a uh, last name! Uh, yeah, it, the, the pitching is oh insane. It, I I tried to tell you that when when you first joined, I was like, pitching's insane. No, no, and you're no, really soft is... in Vegas. No, I know. Oh, this is I'm way it worse. Didn't, it didn't really click in New York, but that this weekend is what I was trying to brace you for. Is what I was trying to tell you about. What I was trying to tell Paul Costava about. And like I said, it didn't click as much in New York. It, it was still good, but it wasn't the over the top that we saw. Um, here, here in uh, in Vegas, it's it's kind of wild, and so you know we were talking about my main today on the RotoWire show, and I picked tenth, and Chris was like, "Oh yeah, you're not getting, you're not getting sale to ground, no chance." I was like, "I know, <laughs> I'm already I'm already well prepared for that." <laughs> sale went eighth, uh, and it was it was Scherzer four, ground five, sale eighth in Jeff's in, in Jeff's main event. So it, it was just it was crazy, and I think honestly, Vegas. Where it ha- for, I don't know what it is. What is it about Vegas that makes the pushing go up, uh, the pitching pushed up like that? I don't know, but in the diamond, the 10K diamond uh, in Vegas this weekend, uh, 11 pitchers went before the uh, middle part of the second round. 11 pitchers? Yep. It started off Scherzer 1, DeGrom 4, Sale 5, Verlander 14, Cole and Nola 15, 16, uh, Kluber eighteen, Bauer nineteen, Snell twenty, Carrasco twenty one, Syndergaard twenty two. 
Holy Toledo. So 11 of the first 22 picks were uh were pitchers. gotta get those arms man and like it, i, I get you were the dude at three you started off like really sick with bets machado freeman uh which What's i think was pitching look like uh granky price robbie ray luis castillo severino so he he went he went pitching heavy after the first four rounds i, uh, I don't hate that it's I obviously you know, the, the way it sets up, like, you know, he's kind of zigging when everyone's zagging or whatever, however you want to phrase that. And it, he went volume, right? If it was just like Granky and Castillo and then he dipped into the middle and back end tiers, then I'd be like, oh, that's rough. But he went with four guys there. Well, you then, figure uh, then two like of them the could pop. Two, because Scherzer went one. Uh, I want to say that was Larry Schechter. Uh, he's took, in my main, by the way. Yeah, I know. So he, he took Scherzer one. Uh, team two went Trout, Benintendi, Bryant, then Zach Wheeler in the fourth, and their next pitcher in the sixth, uh, Chris Archer. So wait, so Larry took Scherzer one, or he was the one in the two spot? Yeah, no, he took one Scherzer. Ah, and he spent a lot of his fab because they they do fab bidding for for draft right slots. away. Oh 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 for the draft slot. Yeah, so you you oh, have to give oh. up your fab, you know, a certain amount of your fab to gain your draft slot. Uh, our, our boys, uh, Vlad Sedler and uh, and Rob uh, Silver own a team together in that league. So I see that. I'm looking at it right now. In the Platinum League? Yeah, or no, is, or maybe maybe they're in the Platinum, not the Diamond. The Diamond's a 10K. I think they're in the Platinum, oh, the which di- is 5K. Oh, losers. I'm, I'm looking fun. at the Diamond, so. Oh, my bad there. Uh, all right. Well, Let's talk some news here. We're getting a lot of news flowing in. It's kind of great, except when it's negative on the injury side. But some of this stuff here. We have our first trust the talent and the role The role will become available deal. And it came from an unlikely source, the Miami Marlins. You know, there was some buzz about some of their guys, uh, some of their guys in the in the rotation. But they didn't all have clear avenues to that rotation. You know, honestly, they're one to five. You can make an intriguing case about all of them. Jose Urania, Trevor Richards, Pablo Lopez, Sandy Alcantara, and Caleb Smith have their their proponents. All have their group of proponents. And uh, obviously the division's difficult and all that, but the park nice, the support's probably not going to really be there with the uh, w- with the offense specifically. The bullpen might be a little sneak dece. Not great, but if you're going six, then you're turning it over to Conley, Romo, Steckenrider. That's not the end of the world. Like that's not every game is imploding there. So I, I can almost even make a case that the bullpen isn't too bad for these guys. But anyway, it was like, well, where are they, where are they all going to go? They can't all get spots, except that they did, because to their credit, they say, you know what, we're paying Wei Yin Chen, but you can be in the bullpen because you're just not making the grade over these young bucks. Okay, well then where are they going to put Dan Straley? How about DFA, good sir? And I got to say, hats off to them on both of those moves. Those are the right moves to go with these young guys and, and you know, set probably set Straley free. I doubt he's going to take that. He'll be able to go um, go and find himself a, a job somewhere, I bet, as a fifth starter. But this was not the team where it needed to be happening. Like, I agree with that. He's a sol- solid veteran who can be a fifth, sixth guy. But when you have these five intriguing arms like this – you go out and you see what you can get done with that. 
and they're not going to chase the playoffs down, but get the reps for Urania, Richards, Lopez, Alcantara, and Caleb Smith. What did you think about what Miami did here? Uh, I, I want to like partially applaud it and partially boo it. Like I don't understand letting go of Dan Straley with a cheap contract. You've got to figure out a way. Well, they're going to be able to trade him. He's DFA'd. Yeah. So I mean, that I usually guess. results in a trade. It's yeah. I guess he'll probably get traded. I just you know who know. they'd have if they had never acquired him. Who? Luis Castillo. Oh, that's right. Well, the Giants traded Luis Castillo to him, so we we can talk about that one all day. So, uh, <laughs> and I, I don't like playing this game anymore. Uh, I, I know, I know. I'm but, just yeah. shocked that they moved Chen into the bullpen. Do you know how much they're paying him? I'm gonna guess like eighteen milli. Twenty. That is thirty one and a half percent of their total payroll for two thousand nineteen. Yep. Into and the bullpen. This, this is the kind of example, and I'm not I'm not trying to use a one off to make the full point, but this this certainly underscores it as to why the market has dried up for mid tier players. Because you used to just say, you know what, a volume guy like this, we gotta pay him because he's innings or whatever, and now they're like, No. Let's not do this, uh, and not just a team like Washington or uh, like um, the Miami Marlins, but any team. Let's not do this for a guy who, yeah, he was halfway decent in Baltimore. He had some solid seasons there. He had the one flub season in 2016. But if you look at, I was so 14, excited when they signed him. I, I was, was like, too. Oh, his only problem is home runs, and he gets to move to this spacious park Absolutely. in the National League. This is gonna I be was great. Hyping Chen, dude. I was on the hype train. And so, you know, again, amazing credit to them for what they're doing here. And I think they will get a deal done for Straley. It might be maybe you get a little less because you had the DFAM. But I feel like these teams aren't that dumb where they don't try that out first, where they don't try a standard trade first to see what they can do. And then they, they result to the DFA. And, and then they're going to they're gonna take that avenue where, where you probably get a little less or whatever. But you know what? They're going with their young yeah. guns, and that is one of the things that they've always done well. I just don't. Um, I, I don't understand. Like, why not just option Nick Anderson or Tyler Kinley, who all have or both have three options? Put Straley in the bullpen while you try to trade him. Because if what if no team steps up? A lot of teams are on a roster crunch right now. They're, then he's going to go in the minors. I mean, ugh. what's wrong with that? Well, I, I don't know. Pro- I, the, he's probably going to elect free agency. Like, would, okay. would you want to go into the minor and then then you're on the hook for that money? Some team gets them at $585,000. Who cares? Who cares? He's not the problem. Dan Straley's not the issue here. If they'd done it with Chen and just ate that money, you'd have a case here. But with, with Straley, I just I can't agree with you. Like, it, right. it, it does, it's irrelevant. It is. It is. is. It's, it's a stupid argument, but it just, I, I don't know. I, I want to focus on the positive here. This is great. They're giving the five guys the shot that deserve it. And now with them having the, 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 the green light here, what is your what is your outlook on the Urania Richards, Lopez, Alcantara, Smith? First off, who are your favorites there? Pick pick your two two guys. Are, are you drafting any were you were you drafting any of them? What was your interest? I, I have a share of Richards already. Okay. Uh, I, I picked him up in a fifteen team league uh, in a supplemental dynasty draft. Okay. So, Any drafts left, by the way? Let me let me interject. Oh no, Tal yeah, Tal was was my last draft. I've been okay. sitting here bored as hell, 
uh, <laughs> dying, itching to get in leagues, almost getting yourself divorced by suggesting you go to Vegas and drop another main event on, yeah, the, uh, right. on the ledger. I didn't even necessarily want to go to Vegas. I would have done the online one with you. That would have been uh, a lot of fun. So, but sick. you uh, got you and Dusty. Oh man, yeah, right. And Larry Schechter. He Schechter's in my league. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we're not like he's not you know our best friend or whatever. But that'd be cool for for people that uh, that we know. Going on. and plus, Dusty said there's some some premium guys in there as well. I'm, I'm not familiar with the with the gentlemen uh, because they're kind of well, NFC guys. You should screenshot running. me who's in your league and, and send it over and let me know. I will. Let me see if I, any of the guys that were in my league were in. Uh-huh. Yeah, and you can let me know if you've heard from Vlad or whomever about mm-hmm. some of these names that that right that you recognize because I, I I learn more and more names every year of these studs cause just because they're not in the industry. Doesn't mean that they're. In fact, the, the industry relation has nothing to do with how good you're going to be in an NFBC. Oh no! And so there's so many studs. Some of these guys but don't want to be, be in the industry because they don't want to give away the the players. Uh, McCaffrey debates that every year about his wise guy book of like, if I'm going to put up the 1700 or or more in multiple main events, do I want to give out all my stuff? Well, I, I jokingly I tweeted out yesterday. It's like, oh look, first fab run of the year. You know, it's it's the uh, Age old question of like, like how much information do I give away while I'm, st- you know, so I'm still being yes. honest and like, you know, upfront, you know, versus like not wanting like the eight guys in my in my main event league who follow me or, or listen to the podcast, uh, <laughs> you know, getting all my information. So no, I, I, and there were some people you. like, well, that's the problem with the industry. I'm like, obviously, I'm kidding. Like, I'm not going to sandbag my, my listeners like, and followers yeah. just because. Uh, but obviously, some people either do or, or must think uh, the in, people in the industry do. Um, oh, that's ridiculous. I'm, I'm sure not... there are people who do, but uh, I'm not one It of ain't them. us. It ain't us. I've always, I've always given the information. I would never hold something back and be like, oh, yeah, like I'm picking up this guy this week. And then I go out, don't touch him, and, and get, get some other guy. No, that's, that's ridiculous. Uh, all right, so back back to the guys. So you have a Richard's uh, share. I, I what have, else have Richard's. Uh, I don't have, think I have any other shares yet. Uh, I have a I have a bid on Sandy Alcantara in NL Tout. Okay. Because I have to Which replace nice. like half of my team. Uh, I I don't know. Like I, I that's one of those that can like end really poorly for whoever gets him. I doubt I get him because I, I did not put very much on him at all. Uh, but like that's one that is like a risk reward play, which is kind of perfect in an NL, NL only. Cause you're looking for a guy to just pop and take you over the edge. But uh, like that could end up really badly. <laughs> if he doesn't have a, a second or a third pitch, which it's hard to believe at this point that he really does. Mm-hmm. No doubt. So, um, uh, I'm a Caleb Smith detractor. Uh, I've had this tell. argument with Nick. Yeah. Uh, Nick loves him. Yeah. I, I just worry about, how much he puts the ball into the air and the, the part definitely helps him uh, in terms of kind of minimizing the extreme fly ball rate. He's got an over 50% fly ball rate. Uh, that being said, that means you're likely only using him at home. So it's a Marlin starter that you're only getting to use at home. That to me, isn't super interesting. I know he's made some strides in terms of strikeout rate, uh, and actually improved his walk rate uh, from 2000 uh, or in 2018 from 2017. That being said, I uh, just don't find him interesting enough for the downside, which is the ball flies out of the park too much and he kills your ERA. 
no doubt. I, I can totally understand that that as a uh, negative on Caleb Smith. You know, he had some interesting strikeout stuff last year, which which made him intriguing. I'm I'm open to him. You know, I, I'm not fully running away from him. I haven't really invested, despite acknowledging the appeal of the of this quintet. I still worry about that division, Justin. Am I overdoing it with worrying about the? Because you play so much of your division. Think so, I, what you play seventeen games in division? Yeah. So that is what a uh, simple math. It when you've been up all night, like seventy, nope, sixty-eight games against your division. That division is filled with really good offenses that only got better this season. That's what I'm season. saying, and so that's what worries me about like overly investing i want to get i want to dip in at some point not necessarily a share of each because i don't have that many drafts to do it and and some of them are just waiver pickups because then they, you know so they you're weren't not all gonna drafted. take all four Mar- or all five marlin starters on your main event team don't tell dusty but i am yes first Two round picks first round five, five picks you're starting five. from the 10 slot i heard on, on uh on the rotor wire show right yes yes yeah you, you gotta go you think Arena will be there yeah you're at 10 if he's there uh, Alcantara at uh, uh, in the second round. Then, then go hitter hitter because I think you think Richards and pa- Lopez will be there. Let's be honest though, Pablo Lopez has come out of nowhere to be become kind of a darling. See, yeah, he actually sudden. is pretty interesting because his stuff is so disgusting. Um, and and there is some right. Uh, he was definitely big on you know. If you if you want to go against him for the Caleb Smith, which which you do, I'm I'm more with him on Caleb Smith, but I understand your your detraction. But uh, he was out there front and center on Pablo Lopez, and I think there were some what was it some like nasty uh, splitters, high 80s, low 90s splitters that they were showing in spring training this year that Pablo Lopez was throwing. He had a 10% swinging strike rate last year, 10.4, and so the strikeout rate that he put up, which was 19%. There's probably some advancement there if you if you go by the rough two to two point five. If you kind of take a two to two point five times of the swing strike rate, that's kind of the band that the strikeout rate can live in based off of the the amount of whiffs you're getting. So at the high end, that could be a twenty six percent strikeout rate. Like uh, if he had that, it wouldn't be out of bounds for what Pablo Lopez's swinging strike rate is. And for what we saw this spring, I, we don't have numbers on it, of course, but I would imagine just off of the gifts and highlights that I saw, I wouldn't be surprised if his swinging strike rate jumped a few ticks and was more in like the 12% range because he was out there having some big starts and really generating some swings and misses for Pablo Lopez. Yeah, and he's a guy who gets a lot of ground balls. Uh, so, I mean, Riddle is a def- decent defensive player. Uh, Castro is a very good uh, defensive second baseman, mm-hmm. so I, I think he can get if he can get like a yeah what twenty five percent strikeout rate and continue with that forty plus almost uh, I guess fifty plus or fifty percent ground ball rate uh, at the major league level last year. Uh, like I think he could be super effective. Again, it's still a bad team. Yep, and a brutal division. In a brutal division. So if you're in wins leagues, you obviously have to downgrade him quite a bit. But he threw the whole, the whole a, Marlins group, to be honest. Yeah, but he threw a fair amount of innings between three levels last year. I mean, he had like over 110 innings. So like to for him to take a jump to like 150 isn't a long shot. Yeah, no, I I agree with that. That's Pablo Lopez that we're talking about there. He threw a 121. So if you do kind of the the high end of a 1.5 upgrade there. 
you know, you know adding 50 percent more that's a 182 so that easy gets easily get you through the season there and, and six so of even his if it's final 10 starts last year were six innings or more i like that i like that and what i really love about what smith and lopez did in spring one walk a piece you love to see that particularly low, uh smith has had some walk issues for how, sure how many homers did smith give up smith gave up one. They both gave up one. That's 13 innings for, for Smith, 20 innings for Lopez. I, I like Lopez probably the greatest out of this group. I have zero shares, yeah. uh, which is unfortunate. But Same. Uh, Same. he'll definitely be a guy I'm targeting on uh, in, in DFS early on. Yep. I, I could see, especially I play DraftKings. Mm-hmm. And so the two pitchers, I yep. love to go big pitcher, little pitcher in terms of uh, uh, salary. So, you know, the, the like, Sale Lopez day, that's going to be fun. Scherzer, Caleb Smith, especially if they're going against, like, a decent team and you and you think that they can uh, withstand against that decent team because then their price is going to be even lower. So, yeah, that's a great avenue to really maximize. If you didn't get shares do, of these. Uh, we should do a weekly sleeper in the bust group because I'm doing uh, the majority of the DFS content over at Fantasy Alarm this year. We absolutely so should, then. We should and we do, could like, do a weekly one contest. Um, we could do one on Tuesdays or Fridays because those are the days that are guaranteed full slates. So maybe we do, are, are you saying do it every single day during the, the no, week? not every single, I mean, I'll be playing yeah, yeah, every like single once, day, but yeah, yeah. I, I don't think we want to try to fill a group. I think we try to fill a group every Friday, every and, Friday and or, then, or, or Tuesday. Cause it could be after this show. And then we talk about it on the Friday show, or we would talk about, or talk about it on the Monday show if we did a Friday one. So after the weekend we come in and be like, Oh, you guys got pwned in DraftKings because y'all yeah, suck. Yeah, let's do it Tuesday then. Yeah, we'll do it okay. Tuesday and then uh, uh, we, we can give uh, you know maybe a couple of our plays away or something like that on Monday. For, yeah, for the, and for so the at the end of the slate. Monday show, we would promote it. We'd be like, hey guys, don't forget to join the DraftKings. Mm-hmm. Talk about a guy or two that we're looking at just to give you guys a little something, something. And then on the Friday show, are we doing Friday or Thursday? Which day works better uh, for Thursday, you? I can't I remember. Thursday. So on the Thursday show, we would then talk about the results. So let's do that. We will definitely right. uh, get that started. And um, and that'll start next week then. Sounds good. But all right, let's move on. Marlon's got a lot of shine there. Let's stay in their division though. Now this is not quite the same deal of just trust the talent. This is more of there were injuries that that cropped up and and opened the avenues for these guys in Atlanta. But they're they're going to have some of their young bucks going now. Apparently we forgot to talk about Kyle Wright when we talked about there. I'm sorry, I can't talk about every. Uh, yeah, Atlanta no, no. One. You prefaced that episode by we wouldn't be able to talk about everybody because there were too many starting pitchers to talk about. Like I understand Kyle Wright it's is, hard. yeah. And even with my uh, Atlanta, they have 52. Pro- I'm sorry, like I missed yeah. it, and he was good. He's, I mean, he's great spring, and now he's going to be in the rotation. So I missed it. I think we uh, shouldn't talk about him right now. <laughs> Just skip over him. Uh, but he's going to be in the opening rotation. And so is Bryce Wilson. Kind of the intriguing, like the sneak tip one of that group is Bryce Wilson because uh, Wright and Allard and Anderson and um, – He's the I'm most listening. added person uh, via Fab in uh, the main event this week. Yeah, in the main event. Wow. Uh, Tuki, Soroka, Gohara, all those get all the shine. Bryce Wilson's just kind of been under the radar, plugging away, plugging away, and now he finds himself in the – now, Tukey got sent out too. So there was avenues for two guys, and maybe Tukey's going to be the fifth, and that's why they sent him down. I don't know the the no, details behind that. I think there, there's, a, there's some rumors that he has some sort of nagging issue going on. 
Ah. So I think the inability to find the zone is that is it that nagging? <laughs> no, issue? that was not the nagging issue. I believe oh. it's some sort of. I read somewhere, but I couldn't find it when I was doing the road write up last night. Uh, so, but I, I think there is something underlying because while he, you know, while both Wilson and Wright were great, and I don't know why Max Fried continues to get opportunities. Oh yeah, and Max Fried got in there too, mm-hmm. uh, so he's going to be the fifth starter. So yeah, Tuki could have been fifth. I, I was thinking they were skipping a fifth starter. No, they gave it to Fried. I forgot about that. Yeah. Even though it's on the sheet, so they <laughs> all three made it. Wilson, Wright, and Fried. Tuki gets sent out, which you talked about yesterday. I guess I mean he had a brutal spring. So if you're trying to you know have some sort of, although Kyle Wright had seven eleven. So if you're just going off of ERA, you can't really say that. I think that was just one bad start though. Okay, like, and Kyle I don't want I don't want Kyle Wright was too much. pretty good until like last week and spring. He had nasty stuff. I, I don't want to put too much on the ERA results of spring. It's really a strikeout walk thing that I like to look at. And but Tuki was twenty to three strikeouts to walk. Wright was eighteen to four. Freed sixteen to five, Bryce Wilson thirteen to two. Um, so you know they were all pretty good. It's a tough decision, but with uh, Gosman starting on the IL, we knew Fulty would definitely start on the IL with his elbow tightness. This is where we're at with this group. So of the three that that get the spots, Wright, Wilson, and Freed, I imagine you're just going to discard Freed and you want to focus on Wright and Wilson. But then, if I'm if I'm wrong, you can correct me. But otherwise, talk about your favorite between Wright and Wilson and why. Well, my favorite is Wilson. Uh, and I have him, I, I drafted him in the main event uh, and in NL Tal Wars. So definitely w- w- was on him uh, at least a few weeks ago because I have both spots uh, there. Uh, I just like, I think he's a little bit more polished and right. I think Wright has better upside and probably a better overall repertoire. But I just don't trust the command quite yet. So I, I, I kind of lean, especially with, with them having so many options. I mean, in spite of Tukey not getting it and both Wright and Wilson getting in, like the Braves still have like six other guys who could probably I be know. in this it's, rotation. It's absurd, it's, it's, dude. Like how they haven't traded uh, some of these guys for whatever they need, though. I mean, that team is pretty pretty, pretty stacked right now. It uh, is beyond me, but... Uh, I just think that Wilson is a more polished pitcher. I think the floor is higher. Uh, the upside might not be quite as high, but I think it's pretty close to Kyle Wright's. Uh, if you look at Wilson's projections from uh, Derek Cardi's The Bat, uh, it has him uh, as a, getting 87 innings this year, uh, over strikeout an inning, a 3.58 ERA. Uh, those are numbers I really like, and... I could see him getting more innings than that, considering he, he threw over 100 uh, at the minor league level. He's starting in uh, in the rotation this year. I think he could take this job and run with it, and so that's why I invested with uh, in him in both my main event and Tau Ors, which are probably my two most important leagues. You know who Bryce Wilson reminds me of a little bit in terms of like the, more of like the statistical profile than anything else, and hopefully not the injury profile. Oh, God. Brandon Beachy. Interesting. Because he was an unheralded sort of guy. Again, mm-hmm. it, it it breaks down when you really dig into it because I'm really just talking about kind of the statistical profile of it, of the unheralded guy, the unheralded prospect who kind of grinds it out and then gets his chance and absolutely runs with it, shows sneaky strikeout upside, doesn't walk too many guys. That that sort of deal. It's, it's, not, it's not a deep uh, comparison between the two. And like I said, Beachy's com- 
career was absolutely ravaged by injury. But I, I feel like Bryce Wilson and I'm, you know, I think it was like Tehran, Randall Delgado. Those were the guys. Those were the prospects, and there were a couple others, I believe, that were kind of on the come up. Uh, Mike Miner when Beachy came came to be, and so it was this, uh, Alex Wood was another one. So he wasn't the guy that was really talked about, and then all of a sudden he was really good for the times that he was available until he got hurt. So I don't want Wilson to have that same fate, but I do think, hey. Don't forget about me over here, Bryce Wilson, just chilling in the cut, and now I've got my job and I'm ready to go. Um, he's not. He was also not quite like Beachy, where Beachy was a little bit older for the levels. But but uh, Wilson, man, I, I'm intrigued by him. Now let's talk about a little bit about Kyle Wright because when you said hitting a hundred with Wilson, you meant his innings. Yes, and sorry. Uh, I, it reminded me that uh, I believe Kyle Wright hit a hundred on the radar gun. That wouldn't surprise me. Is that the kind of velo that he's bringing now? He's he's a big time prospect, as we've discussed. They have so many of them. What does he offer as an outlook? And you talked about uh, what's his face, uh, Wilson, being able to take the job and run with it. Can Wright also do the same? And then all of a sudden, they're having to figure out what to do with 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 their staff once Fulty and Gosman are healthy, uh, assuming that Newcomb and Tehran are just kind of themselves. What would they do then? Ooh, what would they do then is a really interesting question because obviously I think Wright has the stuff to do it. It's just a matter of whether he can command or not. Does uh, he have the right stuff? I'm I'm gonna leave, dude. Ooh. I'm out, dude. I, I really like it was just bad. There was nothing good about it. Like I just don't like my decision making. So I'm just gonna get going, man. You have a good season, and uh, hopefully you find a better better co-host, man. Take care. <laughs> well. Uh... I guess I'll do the rest of this episode solo since pause. Nope, <laughs> oh, damn it. I'm back. Um, well, people can now click it off. So uh, <laughs> I think Wright has, it definitely has an opportunity to take it and run with it. It's not like, obviously, with Soroka hurt, with uh, Gohara hurt, uh, with, Go, you know, hopefully Gosman's injury isn't anything serious because I have a couple shares of him. And yeah, it doesn't. Seem like it, yeah, shoulder discomfort, precautionary type of deal here. Uh, and Fulton Evich, though, could be like, long -term. yeah, we, we don't know if we'll actually see Fulton Evich this year. Could be so. Tej, could yeah. flat out be Tej. I mean, that's he, that's he's the, he's the kind part. of pitcher that throws you know all those sliders that could you know end him up getting Tej. So it would not be surprising to me. Uh, and Soroka hasn't been able to stay healthy, Garara's had uh, his own set of health issues. Uh, previous to this uh, injury. So it would not surprise me if they're put in a situation where they have to keep... And, I mean, Sean Newcomb's awful. Uh, and Julio Tehran, while he's looked decent this spring, has had moments where he's been truly atrocious too. So like sure. this could turn into a situation where as long as Kyle Wright doesn't walk the entire yard... Uh, then he could stay in the rotation long-term. Same with Bryce Wilson. Uh, though, like I said, I don't, I don't worry about Wilson's command quite as much as I worry about Wright's. Uh, so, like, I think this is a, like a situation people should heavily invest in, especially in your 15-team leagues and deeper. But even in your 12-team leagues, because you've got so much replacement value on the wire, take the shot on the upside here. Uh, I mean, if you go to the, his Fangraphs page and look at the grades that uh, Kylie uh, and, and Eric put on his pitches, you know, 55-grade fastball, 55-grade slider, 
50 grade curveball. Uh, I, I mean, he obviously has a ton of talent and could be a a guy who you know jumps up into like a starting pitcher three territory this year uh, if he can keep the command under control. No doubt, um, and that that's for this situation with Wright and Wilson. Don't let the fact that you're trying to guess how many starts they're going to get hold you back. Now, don't go put all your fab on them. But too often, I think folks get cold feet saying it's only going to be four starts. It's only going to be these whatever starts. Don't don't worry about that. Go in. Give them a, an appropriate bit of what you would give somebody who you think could get, could be there for a few months and, and go that route. And, and kind of let it play out. I think you have to kind of trust it a little bit more than than just uh, tiptoeing around it with these two guys here because they could absolutely keep these jobs. There aren't that many – if they're performing, there aren't impediments bet- between Wilson and Wright keeping their job. Freed, different story. Even if uh, Gosman comes back and you know maybe they get back Soroka or, or someone else, uh, Foldenevich back, I think Wilson still has a job. It just may get shifted into a multi-inning reliever role uh, exactly. in the bullpen, so, which is exactly. where he was kind of slated to start the season anyways, but he's pitched well enough uh, in the rotation during spring training where they're just going to give him the shot, largely because I don't think they have much other choice. Uh, just tells you how much they hate Colby uh, Allard. Oh, they do not seem <laughs> I love that love guy him. when he was coming up, and they just seem to hate this kid, so I, I don't know why they... Uh, are still holding on to him and not moving him somewhere else. Yeah, I absolutely understand that, and and they may look need to their, look at their AAA rotation. Their AAA rotation it's is filthy. Tuki, Soroka, Gohara, Allard is their it's top four. Exponentially better than what Baltimore's putting out on opening like, day. And even their second, their their, their double their A double is Ian Anderson, Wentz and Joey Anderson. Wentz, and Kyle Mueller. Like those are three guys that would be like top prospects for the Orioles right now. Oh my uh, God. And their triple-A rotation could start over every single guy in the Orioles rotation, right? So, I mean, like, oh, man, that's uh, – I keep picking on the Orioles, but uh, that's – they've got depth for days. They've got to make some moves here at some point, right? But but we know you can't have too much pitching because the second True. you start to think – and I think they are in a position where they could make a trade, Yes. But until they need something, right? You know, like what what do they need right now that Both they would have to go trade for? Well, they could use these guys for that. So so from their standpoint, from Atlanta's standpoint, I think try out the guys that they have, the Vizcaino, Sabatka, Venters, Carly, mm-hmm. Biddle, like that's the group they're going with here, Parsons. Um, try that, that out. If it flops, start to use some of these guys here. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I, I, just don't, I, I don't think you need to trade these potential great assets for guys who are locked in as relievers. Yeah, but for the same for the same reason that like you can never have too much starting pitcher is uh, like they could all blow, you know, they different ones could blow sure. up and and then they I know I understand. I mean, so it's like why I not get like in a dynasty league like when you have like a top tier pitching arm that's below you know double a like trade them as soon as possible so that way you don't well, get yeah. stuck holding but they, them back but they could trade for a broken reliever too plus minter and o'day when they come back could be premium guys then you're going minter o'day viscaino as your top three venters uh, despite 412 tommy john actually just got his 414th this weekend never mind uh he actually he's had so many tommy johns that it only takes him three days to recover 
It's kind of impressive. He's really he's really broken through here. It's like the bionic so, uh, man, he, dude. He just yeah, keeps coming absolutely. back. But no, I, I think until they see a real hole that develops, uh, they don't need to be trading off these guys. And if I was going to trade some of these high-end uh, pitching prospects, I would want to get offense. But that's yeah, but know, like, that's ideal. Need on offense? Like, I know, I know. Look at that line. Know. That lineup is. I mean, I guess you could. Obviously, I don't think they're they're ready to move on from Dansby Swanson. But I mean, no, and he's your eight, um, and he but, can still play defense though. Yeah, so. but like that yeah. offense is stacked. No it's, doubt, and they they dabbled with maybe possibly getting a catcher with JT Romuto. They they deemed the price too high, so we know that they're kind of holding on to their cards here. A, which trade a couple of those pitching prospects for Bumgarner. They may well do that this uh, this season here, depending on how Bumgarner goes and how their season goes, because they're going to need all the horses they can. Because as we just mentioned with the Marlins stuff, that division's going to be brutal. Uh, let's I'm going to move something up the list here since it's with the same team. It's just a quick hitter too. Ron Lacuna going to bat uh, going to bat cleanup, 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 not leadoff. Ron Lacuna to clean up. We kind of knew this, but it is locked in stone right now, at least to start uh, the season. It's locked in stone until it's not. I, I, I would I would. Don't see any real reason to change. So we know Ender's going to be up at the top. Ender, Donaldson, Freeman, Acuna. With Acuna at four, how does how does how do you feel about his outlook now? Are you worried that this is going to cut into his steals? Do you like this? Are you neutral on it? Acuna as a cleanup. What do you think? Uh, manager already said that he's going to have the green light. So okay, Snit- uh, Snitker over yeah. there. Yeah. So I don't. It may impact his stolen base upside a little bit, but if anything, it increases his RBI production, uh, which is also a good thing. So you cut out a few stolen bases, you you get to add. I mean, he, ribbies. If he, yeah, if he's gonna get like 110, you know, RBI gobs of ribbies. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll trade five SBs for 25 ribbies. Yeah, like it's just. You just got to kind of figure it out on your team, and it, it's fine. But this is something, like you said, we kind of expected. For me, like the bigger thing is, and I guess we'll talk about Albies here in a minute uh, or in, in the next section, but Albies being at six is like, ooh. That's, that's that doesn't kill me. his speed. And it, 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 it just, obviously, we would have loved him up yeah. at the top, but you will not besmirch it, the great name. It's a stacked we'll, – we'll get to that. It's a stacked lineup, so, I mean – it, it's hard to see like how you can <laughs> move guys up and down it. Uh, and, and obviously things could change. Inciarte could get, if he struggles, like he went through struggles uh, last year, he could get pushed down and maybe they move Albies back up or they move Acuna up and, and move Albies, uh, you know, to two. And I don't know. I don't know what they could do, but uh, I, I don't think they're, if you're out on Acuna because he's batting fourth, you're not playing this game properly. Uh, yeah, so, that'd be insane. Like that, that's, yeah, like that's the dumbest reason. Like, if you want to say he's unproven because he hasn't played, uh, you know, he hasn't played enough in the majors, or that you think there's injury risk because he. I'm not even he, sure I would let that fly. No, I mean, like, I don't think it's a good argument, but I, I can understand you making that argument. I get sure, that, sure. but. If if batting order matters to you with the talent of, of Ronald Acuna Jr., then yeah, go go play fantasy football. <laughs> Yikes! Get pwned. Uh, <laughs> all right, Justin Upton has a toe sprain. I knew that he was he's nicked anyway. I don't know if this is going to put him on the on the IL. Um, are you concerned as this may curb 
his uh, his his you know ten stolen base kind of upside, and if it makes him more of like a four to five, that's a little bit of a value, Nick. Like if you do still have drafts left, are you are you pushing Justin Upton down a bit because of this toe uh, this toe sprain, which could definitely linger. I don't think I'm pushing him down because I think he was kind of underrated coming into or, or in terms of like his ADP. Just, I, I love Jay. <laughs> yeah, and I, I do too. I've always been a big Upton fan. I, uh, I'm i pulling up his ADP in, in main events. Uh, just kind of see exactly where he's going. But my recollection is, yeah, he's currently going 115. as the, 115, the 34th. Uh, outfielder, though a lot of these guys in this area I really like. Uh, he's gone as late as 132, as early as 85. I think that is, like, he's going after Castellanos, he's going after Hanniger. I don't know that that's fair. Um, but now that is, you know, he's got an injury, uh, maybe that's fine. So, I, yeah. The, okay. the, the only hard part is there's guys going in the exact same area as him that I just like a little bit more. Eloy, Who's got a you know everyday job now because of the contract? McCutcheon mm-hmm. going right behind him. I'm pro. I was probably taking those guys over him anyways, uh, and that's why I don't have any shares. Yep, uh, especially McCutcheon. I, I'm really high on what he's going to be able to do this year. Uh, and like I said, the one thing that might happen with Justin Upton on this on this toe sprain is that if it lingers or even impacts him for say a month of time, it could take the eight stolen bases he had last year. Let's just take the average of the last three years. He's averaged. 10 stone bases so if it takes that down to six or seven it's a little bit of a value hit that's it it's really not game changing uh it doesn't look like he'll start on the il but he might just miss opening day against uh against oakland yeah all right next up uh barf bag you ready in case you're gonna vomit because i i want to make sure you're prepared i'm ready it's are the listeners prepared guys i'm not kidding if you're driving Get your barf bag. It's yes. very dangerous to barf and drive. Probably pull over, yeah. Greg Holland is closing. Ooh, I, I called this. Uh, hey, <laughs> at some this point, stop expecting Archie Bradley. I love Archie Bradley. I have kind of an irrational. Great talent. And, yeah, uh, like I, I really dig guy. him. Yeah. But have they not made it clear at mm-hmm. this point? That he is an he is an Andrew Miller type where this is nothing negative against him. They they like him, but not trying to close him, man. They're just and I don't think this is a dollars manipulation thing of of he can't get enough saves. I think this is just we don't want him. We want him to be our our hater. you know, sorry about it. And so it, they're going to go with Greg Holland. And this is a great one from uh, from Jeff and and Chris on the uh, RotoWire show. They said. You can't say that he won it. He was named the closer. <laughs> that, that, that puts way too much on it to say he won it with his 12-27 ERA uh, and eight base runners in three and two-thirds. Again, I, I just got done saying I don't want to go too crazy on ERAs, but nothing about what Holland did looked good in the in the spring training uh, innings that he did have. And so to say that yeah, he won he, it would be egregious. His fastball has been averaging 90 miles an hour. Exactly, it's, which is, this is yeah. This is not going to end well for him or the Diamondbacks, but or everyone, yeah, or everybody who's investing in him right now, which people are going to do because he's the closer, and this is they why you get it. But no, they don't have to. That's the thing. Like, don't <laughs> I invest, didn't? I bypassed. It. 
No, no, I, I'm not saying you, but no, no, I'm, I'm just saying I practice what I I preach on it. Like I I need saves in beat Paul Spore too. Uh, Kimbrel's my number two. He doesn't have a team, which will be hard to get saves on uh, a non-team. So I have Jansen and nothing because I got trumped on all my third guys. I I just said forget it with him. Yeah, I I. If somebody had, I think someone did throw him out at a dollar at, at Tat Wars, and I could not have been quieter. Like, I did not want anybody to like. <laughs> and I'm sure, like, someone was super excited with, like, their $4 buy. Uh, sure. Because he's going to get some saves. And if you kind of, like, Will he, say a dollar a save or what. I mean, he's. He, okay, here's the thing about Greg Holland. If you really want to be positive about it, you say. For years, we say about how spring training doesn't matter too much, and now all of a sudden we're going to make the biggest deal about it. And B, he did rebound a bit with Washington last year. But he rebounded with velocity, and that's a big deal. I, I agree, and I think that's p- completely fair with regards to Greg Holland. But I really am feeling the, the throw-up coming, so I want to move on because it, it's very well, near. Well, last thing I want to say is if you're thinking longer term, like I know there are a lot of people who are uh, – uh, interested in, and now I'm blanking on his name, Lo, uh, Yon Lopez. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, while he has got great stuff, I don't think that he's like the next guy up. I think if... Oh, I, I know where you're going. Yeah, yeah Hirano is, is... There you go, is Yoshi the, Hirano. Uh, is the next guy up, and he's actually looked really good in spring training and looked really good last year. And he's 35 years old. This is a Diamondbacks team that is trying to rebuild. And the reason they're giving Greg Holland the job is because they're trying to build up his value and trade him somewhere. Mm -hmm. That's the only reason he's getting this job. So if Holland falters to the point where they've got to DFA him or or just move him out of high-leverage situations, Hirano is the guy who's next up, not, not Lopez. Yeah, Hirano could be could be pretty impressive, and like you said, he was he was quite good last year. And he was actually a holds beast. He had thirty two holds. So if you're gonna save holds, he was already somebody to to go out and get. And um, you know that that doesn't change anything. Obviously, he's gonna be a holds guy again. But if you are chasing saves and you're in deep enough league to really stash somebody who's only gonna be kind of a middle reliever of of some. He doesn't get enough Ks to really be that that Batances type or anything. Uh, 8.0 K per nine, 23% strikeout rate last year for Hirano. You're really only holding for some ratios and the spec, but mm-hmm. it I, is a I decent spec. I picked him up everywhere. In, yeah, I, I, I like it. I picked him up in TGFBI. I picked him up in the main event. Uh, he's uh, already taken an NL tout, so I won't you know, obviously be able to uh, grab him there. But I grabbed him in probably about five or six leagues on fab yesterday for for nothing yeah yeah because everyone obviously was uh over on on the holland train uh let's move on how many jose ramirez shares do you have zero okay so you didn't you didn't have your stomach drop through the floor no but i felt bad for people oh of course i I saw that i I mean like i don't root for stuff like that that i'm not i definitely do root for stuff like that yeah you're terrible because i'm just an awful person yeah uh, I'm not a. I don't. But Jose Ramirez is one of the funnest players to watch in Major League yes. Baseball. So, really like, is. I would never root. Like, as much as I hate the Dodgers, like, I never rooted for Puig to get hurt because I love watching Yasiel Puig yep. play baseball. Uh, it's great he's in Cincinnati, so I can actually like enjoy you can just fully that. embrace yeah. it. Maybe even get a little jersey mm-hmm. going or something. Exactly. So, uh, but Jose Ramirez again, one of the funnest players to watch in baseball. Seeing how much pain he was in, and the fact that he had to be 
carted off the field yeah. was super scary uh, to, to me. Uh, it's, it's really nice to see that this is much ado about nothing. Yep. And so it, it turns out x-ray is negative, should be fine. I'm not even sure, it's, not even thinking it's really going to be a, uh, an IL stint at this point. So it, it really couldn't have gone better at this point. But you have that instant panic where you're like, holy hell. Well, I you know, wish the I, Indians would panic because like, they need. What if this had been a broken, a broken, you know, a tibia and he's yep. done for four months? Like this is this went from a team that is you know, got playoff in I mean I guess World Series aspirations to I mean like not even a top two team in the division without Jose Ramirez no Ramirez no Lindor to start the year that that could have been disastrous it absolutely could have been and I actually picked Minnesota to win the division I did too and the official staff picks because. Uh, I did too. You know, they're banking so much Cleveland in the playoffs at all. Same, same. They're banking so much on the top five. The only thing I had trouble with, and I I guess I could still change it, but I'm probably not going to stick with it, is I didn't get a secondary NL West team in, and I really wanted to. Oh, I have the Rockies winning the division. Or AL West, excuse me, AL West. I really wanted to give some love to either Oakland or LA because I think that they're both going to be in that that, um, wild card mix. I don't think Oakland is. I, I think. Like, don't get me wrong, I love what Oakland did last year, but losing Matt Olson and not doing anything to address the holes in the rotation, like, I don't know how they they make the playoffs. Not over a team like Tampa or New York or Boston. It's just Their bullpen is still elite, and their rotation to start this okay, season right well, now is still lose, better than it was last they'll year. They'll lose all their games one to nothing, but there's, <laughs> like, <laughs> it, like, it's, uh, I, I don't know, it just... Marco Strada being your ace. That's uh, Luzardo hurt. Uh, Luzardo getting hurt too is that was that was tough. Of course, really tough. Last year they lost Puck mm-hmm. and Cotton, and it was like, oh well, I guess they're not going to do anything, and and they found a way. So I, I still think they're going to be hanging around. I do like Frank, uh, Frankie Montas though. I, I was about to just about to bring him up. I think Montas could be an interesting jump up guy this year in their rotation. I don't. I think Estrada could be halfway decent. They pieced it together last year. We'll see if they're able to piece together this year. I, I don't think you're off base to say that uh, that there that there's issues. Uh, I'm not saying that this is a locked and loaded sort of team. I do think that they have a little bit more upside than than you're giving them right now. But the Angels are actually would be the bigger sneak pick right now because no one's really on them. They didn't win 97 games last year the way uh, Oakland did. I understand the problems with their rotation as well. I mean, they're banking on a lot of uh, health concerns, but their lineup I think is nice. And we'll see how the bullpen goes. They need, obviously, Cody Allen to be peak Cody Allen uh, to kind of solidify the the back end there and then work from there. But, yeah, I did, I, I ended up going Minnesota in, in the Central and then two of the AL East teams because – Yeah, I, I, I did, I did the so same hard. just because yeah, I think Tampa's – as much They're as I bagged – Yeah, I bagged on them last year, and that, that was a mistake. I mean, are we sleeping on the Mariners? They're already 2-0. and let me go change it. Hang on, I'll be right back. All right. Pick them to win the division. Yeah. Pick them to win the World, World Series. Pick them to win the Super Bowl. Meg, can you change? Domingo Santana, Seattle. comeback player of the year. Marco and MVP. Gonzalez, Cy Young. Cy Young. Yep. 
bring back Ken Griffey Jr. to win Rookie of the Year because he's been out long enough to be considered a rookie. And done. Thank you. Okay. Ken back Griffey at Jr. It. Jr. Oh, yeah, there you go. There you go. Uh, which would probably be the third. Uh, back at uh, your, uh, your, you mentioned the Rays, and so mm-hmm. you were kind of down on them last year. You're more in on them this year. They're going to start Yandy Diaz at third base this year, and because I was Matt Duffy is Matt Duffy. Matt Duffy's, Matt Duffy's owned. Here's an interesting thing, though. Well, then where's Wendell starting? Is he starting second base? I think he's a my boy Brandon multi, uh, There, he's going to be like the uh, utility dude. Because Yandy. Um, you know, and I pushed back on Jason saying that he was going to get a, a boatload of plate appearances. And I was going off a of roster resource. I got a little bit too focused on them being the, uh, the, the Bible. And listen, there's no knock on them. They ask that they can, they do an excellent job. Something happens in the news and you go to their site before, like you see it on Twitter and it's like a four second old tweet and they already have it reflected. So they do an excellent job. I just want they they hadn't had any Andy Diaz news, so they were putting Andy Diaz actually in the minors to start the season. But now that the news is there, they do have him. It looks like Duffy's yeah, gonna they miss. Yeah, have him platooning. Yeah, with with uh, with probably with Low with Lau and Wendell would go to second in the platoon that they've set up here. So we'll see. But it looks like Andy Diaz is going to he's starting on opening day for sure. Now, who are they facing on opening day? That could be a reason why. They're facing Verlander. That's a righty. I'm confused. Yeah. That's not a platoon. Yeah, I don't I don't think he's platooning. I think uh, – So I, Wendell's the odd man out? I think Wendell is going to be, yeah, kind of – he's going to go short side platoon Lau, with Lau. But they just paid Lau. No, I don't. I don't think you pay Lau and then sit him. I think, I think, I think Wendell gets the short side platoon with Lau and then is kind of a super utility because he can play all over. And they've got guys who have serious injury risks, so uh, they can kind of give guys extra days off with uh, with Wendell, uh, and you know maybe play him a DH a couple days. Garcia goes out and plays the outfield to give Toppy Fan a day off here or give Meadows a day off. Uh, I just think, yeah, you're, he's going to find his way to 500 at-bats, but it's going to be kind of all over the place, which I, I think is fine for his fantasy value because he's going to have the positional eligibility all over the place. But it, it's got to be Wendell. It's got to be the odd man out if Diaz is playing third and uh, and they just paid Lau. Yeah, I I agree with you, and I and I hope that's right. I'm not like an anti-Wendell guy, but he's you know 28-year-old rookie, and his defense is prime. But I just don't see much for the bat, and I do think Lau and Diaz can offer more with the bat, particularly if if Diaz can, of course, elevate, which we all know. Um, here's a guy I brought him up. It's a it's a fringe one. This is some deep league stuff, but I know you've spoken well of him, so I want to give you some shine on Renato Nunez, looking like he's going to be the opening day DH. Uh, and you had talked about maybe him being the third baseman. Hey, doesn't matter where he plays. If he's in the lineup, that's all we care about. And so they're looking like he's going to start him. They're going to start him over at DH. He did pop four homers in spring. Um, I guess Rio Ruiz is going to be the strong side platoon at third base. He was a former prospect. I wonder if there's maybe a little something for AL only guys there with Rio Ruiz. I think he's um, had a pretty decent spring too. Playing time, man, is king in, in things like AL and NL only. So I, I'm kind of intrigued by Ruiz, but this is about Nunez. So Renato Nunez, you'd briefly mentioned him a few times that you liked him. What do you like, and what can you see if he is a full-timer splitting between DH and third base? Power. So much power. 
dude has just 70 grade bra power Ooh, uh, let's go it's uh, like legit like he like i i know like oh they, they only put him in for 60 power uh, raw power shame on you kylie and eric uh, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah no he is legit power in yeah in camden yards uh, the reason he's going to be DHing is because he's dealing with some sort of bicep issue, and it doesn't affect okay. him when he's hitting. But he's having a hard time throwing across the diamond. Okay, that wh- makes which sense. Which is fine because Mark Trumbo is being talked about being put on the sixty-day DL uh, with his with his injury. So knee uh, surgery, yeah, yeah. So I think Nunez could be the everyday DH pretty much all the way until that bicep is healthy and if Ruiz uh, is playing well enough to continue warranting uh uh you know being thrown out there i don't think nunez is a very good defender i always thought he would end up over at first uh but this is a legit guy who could hit 30 plus home runs and it's gonna come at a cost your average like this guy is he's not gonna hit uh He's not going to hit like 260 or 270. Like we'll be lucky if we get 240 out of him. Uh, but that's a ton that of power that yeah. is going super, super late. Uh, that's Renato Nunez for Baltimore. Came over from Oakland, uh, clubbed seven homers in 60 games with them too. Made a nice I, little I impression right off the top. I, uh, I think I mentioned this before when we talked about third base. But back in 2016, I want to say it was – uh, I predicted him to be my like breakout uh, rookie pick. Like I, I like this, this. This power has been there for a long time. He's just never really gotten the major league run because the Orioles are so bad. They're gonna give him that, and I think even if he strikes out at a twenty-eight percent clip. He's still going mean, to hit 30 home runs. Yeah, they were going to put Trumbo there. So what the hell is the difference there? And uh, just for the accuracy. A's originally, but then to Rangers and then Rangers to O's, uh, just to have that locked up. Uh, and then last one, another kind of a deep leaguer, although he's getting some mixed league shine here. Folks are really starting to change their tune on on this guy, including myself. Eric Lauer going to be the opening day starter for San Diego. Now he was a prospect of note, and I remember he, he was up last year, and I was excited about it because he had done some things in the minors, and he was a prospect. And my 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 yearly commitment to being sharper on prospects. Um, has actually panned out pretty well, and it's it's getting to know these kind of guys beyond the top 25 that everyone knows. I, you need to get deeper these days, and uh, you know even beyond the top 100. So figuring out who Eric Lauer was and kind of knowing about him, I was intrigued. He comes up, gets knocked around a little bit, I believe, initially, but then you end up 434 ERA in 112 innings is not too bad. The 154 whip is ugly. But I was also looking at the fact that it was a 332 BABIP leading to 10.2 hits per nine. Uh, he can probably improve upon that. 24-year-old lefty brings it about 91, 92 from the left side. So it's not blazing velocity, but it's average for the left side. It's really the slider that uh, that can do the work for him. I see maybe an NL only uh, deep mixed league viable uh piece here and they're going to start him as their opening day guy so they're showing some love in Lauer by the way they're also they didn't have guys like Straley and Chen blocking but they're going with the young bucks Lauer Lucchese Paddock Strom their top four R.I.P. Uh, Luis Perdomo with his massive spin and run. and I'm sorry but that needs to be because you know what he could actually become a nasty reliever yeah I think they're going to send him down to keep him every fifth day but I I wonder if if we're close to the transition, you know what? You're a two pitch guy. Anyway, get your butt in the, uh, in the bullpen and beast out. 
I know, and I on that I was on the Perdomo train as well. But I I, I think reliever could be could yep. be his uh, his final spot where it could be nasty with the uh, fastball slider. Yep. Uh, as far as uh, Lauer goes, uh, from the beginning of June on, uh, eighty-two and two-thirds innings, uh, three sixteen ERA. Yeah, there you go. Like it so was, started to really put it together. He, he and, well, he he still dealt with some issues with walking guys, but he wasn't like giving up a bunch of home runs in the process. And that was a, so that, that was a that big, was deal, a big right? deal, yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, I think he's an interesting guy. I still think he needs to develop a third pitch, uh, something that kind of helps out the fact that the fastball isn't very good. I love the slider, uh, like you mentioned, but Lauer doesn't have really – I mean, threw a curveball uh, 11% right? he, of the time. So yep. I guess it's – I just don't know that it's even good enough to show. But A, a cutter-curve changeup that he dabbled with – each ranging from from four percent to eleven percent, that means you don't have the, yeah. the the reliable third yet. He needs to carve that down, and Lauer needs to figure out what he wants to pair with the fastball slider. Whether a curve can be a platoon breaker, so it can be a curve mm-hmm. or a changeup, but he needs to figure it out. Yeah, I think the curveball's pretty bad. So. Uh, from what I know, from you know, reading reports on him last year and even just what he did in that uh, 11.6% curveball, it did not go well. So, so. Uh, but I mean, like you said, NL only, it's worth taking uh, a shot on maybe a couple bucks at the end of your auction uh, and, 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 and taking a shot. It, it's still, you know, Petco doesn't play like it used to, but it's still a pretty good park. It's, he's got a nice defense behind him with uh, Urias mm-hmm. and Machado you know, Manning uh, short and third. So, uh, and it's only, I think, you know, the, the team is going to get better as they start bringing up uh, more of their prospects. So I think this is a, a pretty good situation for him. And he's, he is only 23. So maybe he's still kind of learning how to, you know, mix in pitches and, uh, and kind of developing that third pitch can, can come with time. And uh, we could see a, a little bit of a step forward. So Lauer's a guy that I don't think I have on any teams, but I'm not necessarily opposed to going out and grabbing him, especially if I see him. Uh, you know, he's not neighbors. even a bad like guy for week one because he's getting the Giants at home. Yep, so, exactly. Like, why so, not just stream him week one, and then you can drop him if you if if he's bad or if he's shaky. To- totally agree with that with regards to Eric Lauer. So take a look. And uh, I, I agree with you, by the way, as far as the I like him, dig him, but the I, I haven't gotten the shares yet just because he's he's in the he's in the secondary glob. And so there's so many other guys, you know, it's, it's hard to get a piece of every one of them, especially because for me, I'm more inclined to load up on my same guy as opposed to get everyone in the glob. Your so, 15 shares of Jeff Samarja. Exactly. Do, you know what's crazy? I did an NL only auction yesterday. NL only plus Houston. I've talked about this league on the. It's Houston based. Obviously, Houston used to be in the NL. I know it's goofy as hell, but it's actually been kind of nice now because it adds so much talent. I, I'm actually kind of digging it now after really poo pooing it when it first happened. Samarja <laughs> wasn't even taken. What? I know. I got crickets when I threw him out for three bucks. Like uh. I couldn't believe it, dude. Well, you know what the funny part was? I was thinking, you know, I was like, oh man, you know what? I I didn't I didn't do it last year, and I haven't had a chance yet to sit down and write out my bold predictions for this year. 
And so I start mm-hmm. kind of just like game planning in my head. Okay, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to do. Sorry, uh, I beat you to it. Yeah, you put Jeff Samarja. Like I was like, I'm going to do Jeff Samarja as a top 30 pitcher, uh, a top 30 starting pitcher. And I go and check your bold predictions out. I was like, well, screw it. And there was one other one where I was like, oh, I would have done that too. Screw you, Paul. Hey, it it was hard. There were some folks that I wanted to use that, that people had already had. Uh, you can blame, I think it was uh, two people were on uh, Domingo Herman. And so that's Je- Jeff Samarja kind of took took that spot there. Ooh, I really wanted to get Cal some. Quantrell is the fifth starter. I saw that. And he's not even on the 40 yet. Is that is that roster resource only or is that locked and loaded? I, I, I'm seeing it on roster resource. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look it up and see if. Let me, uh, let me check a news site here. Yeah, Let's see I'm if we can get anything. Um, Nothing yet. So he might just be kind of penciled in. That would be interesting. Do they need a fifth right off the top? Actually, they do. They they don't have an off day until April fifth for the uh, for the Padres. I'd be surprised that he would make it in because isn't Logan Allen on the forty man? Ex- exactly, and that's why I spec on, oh, on he's Logan. Not, he's not. Oh, he on, isn't. Logan Allen's not on the forty man either. Well, then maybe our boy Perdomo comes right back up. Yeah, I don't because I mean, he's technically not down anyway. Yeah, I actually I'm just like checking Alan Twitter mentions, league. and I don't see anything from anybody. Uh, and it sounds like he hasn't pitched. Quantrell hasn't pitched. Quantrell's just a former top prospect, and so I, I know the name. Yep. But it doesn't sound like he's pitched particularly well. Uh, uh, oh, my, my Logan Allen share is only a minor leaguer in the aforementioned league I, I auctioned yesterday, so mm-hmm. that's that's fine. I've got a number uh, of Logan Allen shares. Uh, they both gave up six earned runs in less than an inning in their last spring start. Not what you want to do. No. Not what you want to do. Uh, oh, yeah, so check this out. Like, all the, like, top, top, top guys uh, were were rostered as far as minor leaguers go, except for one. I inexplicably got Kyle Tucker with the fifth pick in our minor league portion. Um Joey Bart, Ian Anderson, Jazz Chisholm, Nolan Gorman, and then I took Tucker. What the frick? There's and then a, Paul there's a got lot of India. lot of Chisholm uh, helium going on. I right get now. it. I, I'm I'm there for it too. But... I would have taken him too because yeah. I thought I with the fifth pick I thought Tucker would never be there. So, who, so Chisholm who, who, and who, who India. Was, who was the guys that went ahead? India. Joey Bart was number one, which I I just don't like fantasy no. catchers. Ian he, Anderson. He's advanced from... and he'll he'll be he'll be ready faster than yeah. But but whatever. Jazz Chisholm, Nolan Gorman, and then I got Tucker, and then yeah. Paul got India. Paul had six pick and got India. Paul Costava. Mm, yeah, I, ooh, yeah, that's. Yeah. So then I went Dustin May, Logan Allen, and Nico Horner. Those are my four with Tucker. Hmm. So not too bad, considering that. I'm in so uh, many Allen... dynasty leagues now. It's it's so weird. See, I, I I got my first from scratch dynasty, which was great. Uh, with my with my Twitch streamers, and you know I get the minor leaguers in this league, and I, I'm like I said every year I my community like is even stronger in prospects. That's that's wild. Yeah. So you see, by the way, little little selfishness here, just since it's your team, and uh, you, you know, Stephen Duggar, what, what what's the outlook there? What do you, what do you think of him? Because I I got him in this auction, had to pay a little bit um, with inflation, you know, eight bucks, but for that speed, I thought. Why not? And uh, it didn't really hamper me from from getting anybody else, so I didn't mind splurging a little bit. What do you think of Steven Duggar? Is it a worthy uh, speed gamble? 
I think in a redraft league, he's a guy that I'm interested in, especially in a deeper redraft league. Uh, so NL only maybe 15 team mixed or deeper as kind of a reserve guy. I don't necessarily know that he's got that bright of a future long term. Sure. I really just want him for this year. I don't yeah, even care. Yeah, for about this year, I'm fine with it because I think he is going to lead off a lot of the time. Yeah, and, left, left side, left lefty hitter. And like this is a team that's going to have to manufacture runs. And so okay. while the Giants haven't necessarily been a team that have pushed it on the base paths traditionally, I think this is a year in which they may be forced to, and he does have speed and is pretty decent at stealing bases. So I think he could rack up 15 to 20 stolen bases uh, for the Giants. The question becomes... Will they continue to let him lead off if he strikes out at like a twenty, you know, eight thirty percent clip almost? Clip? Yeah. The the problem is like, who else are they going to lead off on this team? Yeah, like, exactly. Like Gerardo Parra. Like, come on. So it, you told me exactly what I was hoping uh, was the outlook there with regards to his steal potential for Steven Duggar. So about mm-hmm. fifteen to twenty NL guy, maybe even a mixed lead play at some point if you're desperate. For speed i could see it in a 15 teamer if he gets off to a decent start so keep an eye on yeah, steven as duggar long as they don't platoon him though i mean it's it, right well, now eight. they've got him yeah right now they've they're platooning him which you know obviously would uh but with who the outfielders on the bench michael reed and connor, named, connor joe. joe and michael reed who the hell are they uh connor joe is fake player i i the only i uh, um I put in a uh, <laughs> I bid for him on, in NL Tout Wars is one of my contingencies. Uh, you had to run deep this week because you got some spots you have to fill. Well, and see, that's the thing. Like, Connor, like, looking into his profile, because I'll be honest, never heard of him before. Uh, he Like, his last news on, on our site was uh, he was traded for uh, international signing bo- uh, uh, money uh, back in 2017. Uh, from the Braves to the Dodgers, and, and the Giants took him in the Rule 5. But in order to keep a guy on the roster uh, that you take in the Rule 5, you, or you have to keep him on the roster. You can't send him down. Uh, the Giants, again, playing for nothing this year, as uh, a Diamondbacks fan pointed out to me after saying that on the last pod about them, uh, will more than likely give him a shot uh, at sticking on the roster. They actually you know, gave away Matt Joyce and... Uh, mm-hmm. and a couple other guys just to keep him on the roster. Uh, and he walks. So, like, he's a guy that could potentially be a leadoff guy if... This is Connor Joe? Connor Joe. Does he do anything with that he's wa- got with some the power. on base? Okay. He's, I mean, he... I You know, from what it looks like, and like I said, I've never seen him actually play other than a few at-bats in spring. Uh, so okay. I don't want to, like, you know, like, break... Like, say I, I, I know a ton about him, but... Uh, his profile says that he could probably hit, I don't know, 20 home runs with full-time plate appearances and, uh, you know, get on base at a, a 3.30 clip. Okay. Well, there might be some intrigue there then with, with Connor Joe. But uh, for the speed component, Steven Duggar, just wanted to bring him up real quick. Uh, let's move on to these these buzzless top 100 guys just haven't really been seeing them get a lot of shine i'm sure some of you out there are hyping them but they're not getting a lot of industry or market buzz obviously they're well regarded because they go in the top 100 
but it, it's more been like, yep, this is just where I take him. Ho hum, moving on. I just want to give some quick thoughts on on each of them. So uh, we won't even do too much back and forth here. Just want to see where you're at with them. Charlie Blackman, coming off of the, I, I refuse to use the word down. It was not a down year. He regressed off of the career year as expected, <laughs> but still went 29. But, but he only had 70 RBI. Yeah, he went 29 and 12 with 70 ribs, and NL best 119 runs, and hit for 291. Like again, still an year. absolutely fantastic season, and he's just kind of ho hum going. Um, you can sometimes you get him as late as like third round, which has been bananas. I mean, that's his ADP as early third round, uh, 33rd pick. But I'm talking like mid late third round at times for Charlie Blackman. How do you feel about about him? And uh, do you think he should have more buzz maybe going ahead of some of these uh, second round folks? Uh, I think he probably should. And I am a little bummed I didn't get any shares uh, this year. He just never fell to me in the drafts that, uh, uh, you know, in the spots where I would have taken him. Uh, and usually third round is you know, late second, early third round was when I was kind of uh, addressing pitching if I had an early pick. So uh, I'm bummed I didn't get any shares of Charlie Blackman. And I, I pushed, I can't remember who it was that ended up with him and it out, but I pushed uh, that person to, to the limit on him. Uh, I just think that this is a case of he's getting older. You know, the RBI were down, the, the batting average uh, came back uh, down to earth. But like you said, like the numbers were still great. Mm-hmm. Like this is the whole, this is the whole Chris Bryant argument. Uh, what, when he had like, you know, all of a sudden the year after his MVP, he had like, you know, t- 30 less RBI and everybody's like, well, look, he's regressing. And like, stop like, it. Just come on, just stop it. It's yeah. It's, it's, it's a fine. heel back off of a career. He's got an year, amazing so. beard. <laughs> yeah. Blackman. I mean, and ABC's baby. Always been on course, so I, I'm I'm digging him. I have a couple shares. I'm intrigued, and I think he probably deserves more buzz, but he's not getting it. Here's one that uh, obviously there was a lot of buzz last year. Got off to a great start and then kind of petered. But if you just take his May on Ozzy Albies, that still makes for like a quality. I think it would have been like a it paced out to like a 1915 season for Ozzy Albies if you just take from May on. So you lop off the best part of his year. And still, because of volume, would have been pretty nice. I st- like he's going to be 22, man. I still think there's growth potential here. I think he's being a little bit bypassed. I understand the spot in the order dropping down to six, but that's not a non-steal spot. It's a volume curber. It'll it'll yeah. cut into some of his volume. It's the run scored where he takes it because he scored 105 runs last sure. year. And dropping down to six, he's probably going to score closer to 80. Okay. But then maybe he increases some. He drive in more. Yeah, he's going to drive in more. I, I don't. If they're not going to stop Acuna from running, why would they stop Albies from running? So exactly. why can't he be? And, and the speed was supposed to be the more the, polished the, the force. tool. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, especially in terms of fantasy. So maybe the power comes back down a little bit, and we're looking at a guy who only hits 20 home runs or even, you know, high or even teams. like 15. Yeah. But then he steals a few more bases and he's a 2020 guy. That's, That's how like I a feel. 260 batting average. 
I, I think if the power comes down for Albies, the average could shoot up. If it's a, if it's a if it's a concerted effort of a a um, I almost said policy change, an approach change, not policy mm-hmm. change. What the hell? Uh, my adding policy is to not hit home runs. Uh, no, but if it's more of an approach to kind of not be so power happy, because I do think he started feeling himself a little bit on those homers and maybe going for them a little more. But if Albies kind of gets back to the batting average capability that we saw throughout his minor league career and even in his first spurt of 57 games back in 17 when he hit 286. I think the upside could be give back some of the homers, upwards of six or seven homers, maybe even nine, drop down to 15. But then the RBIs go up a little bit because of where he's batting versus the 72 that he had in the leadoff. Give back a few runs. So we're talking 15 homers, 80, 80, 25 with, with a big average. As not the projection, but as more of an upside type of thing from this six hole. I just don't think that there's any growth being projected for Albies. It's all negative. Anytime I hear him brought up, it's like, eh, I'll take it. But I it's, do, eh. I mean, looking at just like if you shorten like this into a second half, man, those numbers are pretty ugly. It's just, uh, He's 22. They adjusted. He adjusts yeah. back now. Well, but does he adjust back? Uh, growth isn't well, linear. You That's... say it all the time, so Absolutely. we can't. The one thing I like is like he, it's not like he was striking out a ton. I think he was just beating the ball into the ground a little bit because uh, I mean the, the the ground ball rate was was high and he was only striking out eighteen percent of the time. So that's that's not a bad thing. Uh, I, the growth isn't linear thing though. I could, you could almost say that eighteen proves that because he didn't grow on yeah. seventeen. He had the he had the big flourish in seventeen. He kind of volumed his way to a strong eighteen, but it but the the WRC plus actually went down eleven points to one hundred, and now he could jump forward in nineteen. Again, it's not guaranteed. I think it's more plausible than Albies is being given credit for, and I'm surprised that he's such a buzzless guy. Despite again a perfectly fair ADP. I'm not saying that he should necessarily be going much higher than his 74 average draft position, but it's always, like I said, kind of the ho-hum, I guess I'll take him type of deal, as opposed to being a little bit more excited that I think you're getting yeah, some I, upside with this I think pick. I'm okay with the ho-hum. I just – second base is pretty deep in terms Disagree. of – Disagree. Or not necessarily deep, but it's uh, got, got guys going around him and after him that I like, though, I mean, with – Gannett, okay. Jeanette gone. That uh, that definitely hurts hurts the pool quite a bit. Uh, I just like where where's where's Albie's going? Seventy five. Seventy five. So, uh, oh, actually, I've got the main event page open. I can or I, I can buy just... Torres um, after yeah, see, VR. T- yeah, see, I'll take him over Torres. Here, here's my thing. It's it's Shaw, Odor, uh, going after him. That tends to be the the reason why I end up skipping on Albies. Odor, though, I would take Albies over Odor easily, Odor's even, even with the twenty picks. Just, oh. He just, you know, and he made some he made some strides in terms of his his uh, batting uh, his batting profile a little bit last year. Just I just love the the upside of Odor. Let's do a bet on them. Okay. Uh, ESPN Player Raider. Yeah, ESPN Player Raider. That's fine. Twenty bucks. Sure. Oh no no let's, no! Let's let's no no let's do a let's do a, a profile picture. Pat. Okay. Yeah yeah. Profile um, picture works. Uh, yeah no no. Uh, you you do uh, uh, Jake Bowers. 
uh, or maybe I should be Jake Bowers. Yeah, I guess I guess you should be, or or we could just do the players in question. I have to do Odor, and you have to do Albies. Uh, Odor is a pretty ugly dude, so I mean, how I mean, Albies that, is pretty. I mean, I assume he, he's young, so I'm assuming he's got a pretty. Uh, that's pretty what I'm sexy saying. So, face, it, so well, it, it would suck well for me, me yeah. that, that I would have to put yeah, Albies mug up there. Yeah, no, no. Or, I mean, uh, Odor's mug. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, no. Well, I'll do that. I'll I'll, okay. I'll sport. Uh, as long as I don't have to sport uh, freaking uh, Zansby Swanson's ugly face again. Let's say, because well, injury is so, it's just so stupid to ruin a bet like this. They e- have to be within e- 100 plate to, appearances. Well, let's just say each have to get at least 500 plate appearances. Okay. Uh, Albies isn't a good looking guy. Okay. Well, this is a fair bet then. <laughs> Minimum. I'm putting it in my calendar for yeah, October. That's smart because I would have totally forgotten about it. Of course. I'll forget about it by next week if I don't put it in the calendar like this. So, all right. It's in. Done. All right. Um, so that's Ozzy Albies. I think, like I said, she began a little bit more shine. This is another one. There, there's no real – it's not the meh, but it's just like nobody says a thing when Xander Bogarts gets taken. It's yeah, just like this is, this is where get. he belongs to go. At 49 is perfectly fine. Nobody ever says, oh, that's a reach or that's a great pick. It just moves along. The draft just keeps going. And it's bizarre. I, I love Xander Bogarts. And I still think a mega season is in his bat somewhere. Might not be this year, mm-hmm. but I still think it's in there. He's going into his you know age what 26 is, right? season. What? There's just it, it, shine out. is oh, yeah. super deep. And there's yeah, yeah. so many of these. I mean – like don't get me wrong, I'm I'm all for. I did not get, or actually, I think I got one share of Bogarts uh, this year. But uh, Paul DeYoung, Garrett Hampson, you know, like these guys, the or kind the of, worst Paul DeYoung, Carlos Correa. Mm-hmm. So I mean, <laughs> uh, I don't know if you saw uh, Peter at draft cheat <laughs> tweet tweet at uh, tweet at uh, uh, Vlad during. I think it was like his. Uh, uh, his platinum <laughs> draft. He like showed his picks, and he's like, well, "Why would you take Correa if you could get Paul? If you could get Paul DeYoung, get Paul so DeYoung, we- dude, come on, <laughs> you can get him in. You can get him as the 18th shortstop off the board. <laughs> so uh-huh. that, that is that is a nice. I mean, that 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 became the like the joke takeaway, but the fact of the matter is, it's DeYoung. Right. Oh, like, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, just that like. I'm still digging to young man. I am too. And like, he's not like someone popped, uh, in my main event. And one of our listeners popped him at 148 just to make sure I didn't get him. Yeah. Uh, but like his ADP in the main event is like 170. Like that's still super cheap. Oh, he did the SpongeBob meme on you where mm-hmm. every other letter is cap. Yeah, oh exactly. yeah. Oh, he was going after you on that one. I love it. I love it's, it. It's great. No, it's, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> that's, that's so good. Um, and again, for those that don't remember that, you can go to the shortstop, uh, preview, but also it's, Justin it's, was not it's my saying hot take, take of the year. Yeah. Well, you're not saying take him over Correa. No, you just pass you're saying the point was, him. yeah, you get the young so much later and can you put a reasonable facsimile of what Correa does? So that, that was the point. But, so there's such little buzz for Xander Bogarts that we're not even fucking talking about him <laughs> during his own section. But that's why that's it's, what I'm talking there's about. There's just so many guys later that I understand people going like it's 
Well, you know what? You're right. Because he should, there should be getting, you should be getting like audible groans because he's the last one, at least for me, of that the, tier. The drop. Yeah, yeah I agree. I like, agree. I, I know Correa is going like right behind him, but I've already made my thoughts on Correa. Yeah, you're well established. Like, obviously, he should be going ahead of Mondesi, even though he's not. Uh, yeah, it doesn't make a ton of sense, but I think one of these guys, you know, these guys like Bogarts that their best asset is average. Yep. Tends it, to, and, and then like runs scored too, cause he's on a great team. Yeah. It, I think it tends to kind of suppress value in terms of, uh, or to wow value. Yeah. Cause he does it. He's a do everything sort of guy with, like you said, average driving the bus. And, you know, he spiked a couple 20 homer seasons. He's spiked three double-digit steal seasons. He would have had double digits last year if not free. He still put up eight in 136 games. So he would have probably gone like 27-12 last year, and maybe there'd be more hype. Maybe that's what it is. Like he it's got curbed. Because there's a standout tool. That's, that's nope, the you're problem. Right. You're right. Well, except for the average. And the average, it, it's always seen as so fluky that even when it is the, the standout tool, it doesn't get as much love. Hey, I love it though because then it's it's more for me, man. And I have my Bogarts shares, and I absolutely love uh, love him, and still think that he can go off. I actually went with Devers on the bold predictions, but also gave a little hat tip to Bogarts, saying I could have gone with the bold prediction for him, but I wanted to give Devers some shine uh, there. So, all right, next up is James Paxton. Like I understand the downside, right? The injury, but with the Lack of bankable pitching, I'm surprised that his skill isn't still getting some love in New York. Like there's not there's not really been a New York tax. I feel like Paxton would probably be going just about here, even if he was still in Seattle. And again, mm-hmm. yeah, you think, I don't, I don't, think the New York tax is there? I don't necessarily know if it's the New York tax, but is there really buzz though? Is there like I don't think there should I'm be. So like this is a guy that. Before last season, had never thrown 140 innings at the major league level because of injury issues. Uh, he's moving to a much worse park in a tougher division. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I know the run support is going to be great, but you don't want to play the predict wins game. Sure, always uh, dangerous. I, you know the whole uh, what is it, uh, Rick and Glenn thing? Like new pitcher in a or in a new park. I don't. I stayed completely away from Paxton. The only share I have in him is a, a pre-existing dynasty share, uh, and I tried to shop that around uh, <laughs> this offseason. Uh, I just, I you know, I hope I'm wrong because I like when he's good and I, I like watching him pitch, but he's got to stay on the field, and I just don't know that sure. I trust that. And if he even if he does, mean, like the home look run who he rate goes around. Year, the whole the you know, home run jump last year was that, scary that's scary in New part. York. That's the scary part for me because I don't think it was a fluke home run situation. No. I think it was actual issues with James Paxton that was causing the ball to uh, to fly over the art or yeah, over yeah, the I mean, fence he, so regularly. He, he was you know forty over forty percent fly ball percentage for the first time in his career. It just he was okay, but also this last three years, twenty two percent strikeout minus walk ratio is top ten. It's actually a tick above Noah Syndergaard, who I obviously love. 352 ERA, 116 whip. I get the injury concern, but you got guys like Strasburg. Uh, Corbin has injury history, m- massive injury history. Flaherty and Buehler have not put up 160 innings in a season themselves. Thor, they're all going around him, uh, around Paxton. 
I guess I'm just maybe I'm overrating him, but I'm just surprised that he's been kind of the ho hum of that group. Everyone's excited about Bueller and Flaherty, of course. Uh, even Clev Dog, I think, gets more oohs and ahs when he's taken. Tyone, obviously, you know, I've been part of the hype train with him, but I think like Paxton is just kind of yeah, and everyone moves on, and I'm like, there's still a pretty interesting skills profile here. Oh, I that mean, there's could bust upside. Out. And I think you've seen him in some of the kind of higher end uh, drafts, the NFBC main events and stuff like that, get popped sometimes, you know, a little bit earlier than that. But I just, for me, I just I hate the risk. And where is he going in as a starter in terms of fourteenth like starter? He's you really want him as your SP one? Like that's the scary part for me. It's well, like, if he's ideally, my SP, he'd be my SP two. But if he's the fourteenth starter, more often than not, he's the an SP one. Like he may be an SP two for you, but Blake Snell's my SP two in the main event. Schools. So uh, must be nice. It's 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 awesome. Must so be nice. I, I picked him as my AL Cy Young uh, uh, winner. Uh, for, Such for, a G. I like I like going with the back to back there. Okay, like okay, maybe 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 Paxton stands out a little differently here as not quite belonging on this list. I, I guess I'm just surprised that the buzz has died down because in the previous years. I think that's what it is. He was always getting the buzz, and now folks are just resigned to like, yeah, this is kind of what he is. I'll take him, but I'm not so geeked about it, even though he's going to New York, which could help despite the home run thing. Like the overall volume could help. Could help. It could particularly, hurt. particularly if he fixes the home run situation. If though, he fixes too, the that. home run situation, then I'll eat my words a little bit. But uh, yeah, I mean, I just well, and and he stays on the field. Like he's got to get 150 innings. Like you can't be at you least. Can't, you can't be taking a guy as your SP one or even like a high end SP two, because then you're talking about taking two starting pitchers in the top 50, mm-hmm. uh, and then he he gives you 130. Like that's yeah, just, no, that, that, or, or that's worse, a killer. of course. Yeah, that could be tough. No, I, I I get that. I get all that. All right, last one. And again, I understand the concerns with this one. With the concerns, I still am surprised that there's no major love. Or ooze and ahs again when, when Kenley Jansen gets taken, especially now because he's had a bit of a discount. Like the discount is actually there to account for what we saw last year with the troubles uh, in some of his stats. And then, of course, the heart issue that he had taken care of in the offseason. So it's not like you're still paying the exact full freight of last year. He was like a top 50 pick last year. He's down at 68. So I am surprised that there isn't some of that love back. As much as I like Diaz and Trinan. The fact that Jansen's the third guy off the board, I'm kind of intrigued by that. I, I feel like he should maybe be getting a little bit more love for the track record that he's put up, unless people are really thinking that that we're on the on the downside here with Jansen. I'm not quite sure I subscribe to that. What do you think about this one? Uh, I've got a number of shares of Jansen, so I hope we're, <laughs> I hope this isn't like the oh, beginning hope, of the hope end. We're right? Okay. okay. Uh, so, yeah, I just think, uh, though, now I'm seeing I, – I, See, never search a guy's name on Twitter. <laughs> oh god! Because like every once in a while you'll get the like like people like posting articles from last year when you know he had to go to the hospital oh, and, and stuff. You, and I'm like, oh no, drops. not again! Yeah, because yeah. uh, I have him as my closer, my my top closer in in Anil Tout, uh, and okay. I grab Kimbrel there too to kind of double up, uh, hoping that Kimbrel ends up in the National League. I'm pretty sure I have Jansen in a number of other leagues. Uh, he, I mean, he had the issue fixed, right? It was an, it was a hard issue. 
Uh, he had it fixed. He, you know, said he's healthy and that he feels good. Uh, I know his his outings have been up and down this spring, but. Uh, but he's getting who, his strikeouts. He's limiting walks for Chanson. So, I mean. They, they gave him this big contract. They're not going to replace him if he struggles a little bit. They're going to give him a the long thing. leash. That's the thing. Security, too. Like, the, the closer scenario is so garbage right now. And so, I don't know. Getting a discount on, on arguably the best closer of his generation is intriguing to me. And I'm, I'm just surprised that people aren't a little bit more excited about the buyback at a discount. And maybe it's just uh, everyone sees what happened last year and they're doing too much recency bias of like, well, he's on the way out. And listen, with relievers, it can happen quickly. I, I, I want to be clear. I'm not saying there's no risk with Jansen and everyone should be treating it like it's pre-2018. I'm just saying there's no buzz. And when, when he gets taken – no one looks up from the proverbial draft sheets. They just kind of keep going like, oh, yeah, he went where he was supposed to. You know, the very next pitcher is Herman Marquez, which, of course, half the room, you know, wets themselves with excitement uh, about about how great of a pick that is. And I'm like, okay, cool. But anyway, not, not here to talk about Marquez. <laughs> I just felt like Jansen should maybe get a little bit more shine. I, I do, too. I think uh... – I know he worked uh, this offseason on trying to get more spin on his fastball to kind of regain some of that lost velocity we saw early in the season mm-hmm. last year. But so I think he, he, as long as the velocity looks fine, and I haven't seen any reports saying that uh, his velocity has been bad. Yeah, uh, reports have been strong. Then I, I don't have any reason to uh, to care about, you know, or to not take him and I think people are – I mean, once you get past, like, the top two closers and the reason they're the top two closers, each guy has some warts. So mm-hmm. you, you've got to kind of pick through the warts. And uh, Jansen's been one of the best closers in baseball over the last five years. So I'm going to kind of go with a track record. Same, same. And so that's Kenley Jansen. Those are just five buzzless top 100 guys there that I feel like should uh, maybe be getting a little bit more shine. And if you're getting them – enjoy it and if i wound up with a team with multiple of these guys i'd be pretty excited especially if i had an offense you know i get my first two picks however they go pitcher 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 hitter and then i go blackman albies or blackman bogarts albies Mm -hmm. i would be i'd be pleased with that but uh anyway justin we gotta get going we'll be back later this week uh, on a thursday this week so we'll be on during opening day is that what's happening that sounds kind of um well doesn't we might have to maybe we do adjust fri- that Maybe schedule. we go Friday so we can kind of wrap and up then, opening yes. day. This week we'll go Friday, but then the regular will be Thursdays for that yeah. show. I mean, okay. we can switch it around and stuff too because it's pretty much just working around my daughter's nap time. So No problem. Uh, no problem. I'm, I'm yeah, glad no, you I, that. I, I say we go Friday so that way we can kind of geek out over and, and totally overreact. Oh, on, Absolutely on uh spring or on spring on on opening day stats because well, you know. what they call it over at uh, the small sample Sauce theater which is what fantasy focus used to call it oh overreaction theater yeah yeah i mean 100 percent what we're going to be able to uh, get going there so that, yeah, that'll be we'll, a lot we'll, of fun yeah we'll we'll completely uh talk about you know certain guys who are on pace for you know 712 homers if they hit a couple, <laughs> you know, cut, cut these first round losers because they went 0 for 6 oh, with no, four Mike strikeouts. Oh no, Mike has gone 0 for 5 with three strikeouts. I, I told you he was going to start declining, dude. I told you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe someone who's like the mid-round Ian Happ of this year is going to hit a bomb on opening day and I'm going to be, be like, It won't be Ian Happ. 
It won't be Ian Happ, dude. He got sent down. Uh, let me see. I, I can predict who that, that type of guy is going to be. In that range, who's like an up-and-comer that everyone's kind of geeking about. Oh, Harrison Bader like, is going to hit like uh, a home run and you're going to get a two combo bases. meal yep. in, the fir- in the first day and everybody's going to go crazy. Yo, I told you take Harrison Bader, dog. It's going to be hilarious. And you know what? I'm going to fall victim to it because I'm an idiot. Or, or uh, Fernando anyway, Reyes is going to get two home runs. Oh, first and my Giants and everybody's going to be, you, yeah. I told you, 40 homers. The first th- – anytime on uh, – like first off, the opening month really. But like on opening day, if, if your thing is – I if you want to start a sentence with I told you with regards to what a player did as if that – means that you are right not that we haven't Punch done yourself this exact same again thing. this is advice for myself i'm looking mm-hmm. into a mirror right now like punch yourself oh, in the tyler throat. o'neill tyler o'neill's gonna hit two home runs in the first two games and everybody's gonna go nuts everyone's gonna go absolutely insane mm-hmm. uh andrew mccutcheon's gonna score four runs and i'm gonna be the guy like i told i told y'all i told y'all 120 oh, runs yeah. this year i told you it's gonna be it's gonna be so sick so all right well justin i'll talk to you later this week I got to go mentally prepare myself for playing and we'll be the show all night tonight. But I also have to write an article so I have something to post on Tuesday that doesn't take me away from MLB the show. So Oof. I don't know Man, how I, I want to try to get it done. Life. I know, right? I have it's... to play video games and stream it. Oh my God. Do you write still have a girlfriend? Baseball. For now. Okay. For now. Yeah. I'm just surprised, uh, so, you know, draft season's almost over and she stuck through. So I know. I was leaving her place this morning. I was like, all right, babe. I guess I'll see you in August. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't find it as funny as we did. Oh, yeah. I got a straight face reaction. Is, out of is that. she a it, baseball fan? She's not a baseball non-fan. Like she likes it okay. because I do. Like she's trying. Like, like she she'll making... watch it with you and stuff. Correct. Or... Correct. Okay. Because like, like Danielle you know, is my my wife. Danielle is. Uh, she's a huge Giants fan. She, which she, is great. That's your she favorite. Couldn't team care too. less. Uh, about any other teams and so but like we we get to watch the giants every night like that's yeah like, at it, least she is in and like you know i've told jen i was like you know i'm obviously i'm not going to abandon you or whatever but there's like some sundays where i just like to sit around and watch a full slate on a sunday it's kind of a breather day until you start to do your fab later at night and she's like yeah i'll do that i'll, I'll hang out and watch and just be with you and charlotte and i'm like Okay, down. She's never been like negative or like, yeah, you watch too much baseball or, or naggy or anything like that. I mean, so, it is your job, like exactly. But I, you know, I, I got a good one, man. She's she's a real MVP. She does not uh, try to make me feel bad for doing my job because it seems like I'm just out here having fun all the time, which I am. But it's that weird thing where it's like it is still his job. Yeah, and yeah. it is still something that I have to do with regularity so i'm excited for the season i'm not going to abandon my girlfriend she's way too good to me to do anything like that Yeah, because you've outkicked your coverage there i mean it, it's just it's just what we do out here and so <laughs> i, I want to make sure not to ruin that uh, and you know having her be a streamer as well was great because she understood that whole world as well that you know again it's something that i have fun doing i love doing it but i have to keep a schedule too like i can't just not do it after i said hey guys i'll be on at seven o'clock tonight and she wants to go to the movies and then we just dump it and don't do it so anyway and then next time we talk my main event will be drafted too i will be streaming Ooh, that on yeah, twitch we'll have to talk that and uh we're gonna have to talk that we're gonna have to talk open we're gonna have a big episode maybe i should get a babysitter friday, for friday friday will be a big one twitch.tv slash spore if you want to follow that on wednesday night that'll be a lot of fun i think i might be putting a delay in 
That'd be smart because Dusty's going to be. I, <laughs> exactly. And there could be others, you know, because we don't know these guys, I wouldn't know what their handle was if they came in or anything. So I might have to put like a two, three minute delay just so I can, uh, you know, kind of talk about stuff. I don't want to just sit there talking about nothing. So anyway, this outro is taking an hour. Justin, have a good one. I'll talk to you later this week. Take it easy.